my worst nightmare of this period and this mental health struggle that this caused in this dark season of depression I was walking through where I felt like I had no community turned into this way that I can express myself, learn more about myself and share that with other women through a community so that hopefully they don't have to walk through it. I used to be so worried that I would never find my purpose. And right now it looks like menstrual cups and educating women and bringing them together. But overall, I think for me, it's about healing. Are you burned out, overwhelmed, not managing stress well? Have you lost that fire for a profession that you loved? Are you a physician that trained over a decade for a career you now resent? I'm Dr. V and I'm a burnout survivor. I call myself the Harriet Tubman of healthcare because I'm free and I'm coming back to get you so you can be free too. Let's move from fed up to fixing it. Although I'm a doctor, this does not make me your doctor. The information on the podcast, including opinions and recommendations, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of an appropriately qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I am Benita Renato, MD, affectionately known as Dr. V. I am a board-certified OBGYN and a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician. And I have created a podcast to educate and to help women be more knowledgeable about who they are and to help them achieve optimal physical and mental health. And so we're in a new season We're in a new season. I've had an epiphany. Uh, Lifestyle medicine, we have our pillars of health, which, you know, just a few, it includes diet, exercise, and sleep. But also part of that is meaning. And I'm starting to learn that if you don't have meaning in your life, it's kind of hard to embrace the other pillars. And how many people go to the doctor and they say, do you have meaning in your life? Are you living out your purpose? That's not something that we talk about, but it's it's definitely integral to our, our overall well-being. So in the first part of the season, I'm highlighting people who are really, I think, doing some phenomenal things. They're stepping out in faith and doing bold things, taking the road less traveled and uh, using their gifts, their superpowers for good. And hopefully by listening to their stories, I want to plant the seed that, you know what, we're all here for a purpose and everybody is here to do something different. And so I just want you to learn from people who've actually taken that big step. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest for this episode. It is Michaela Ingram. Michaela Ingram, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. V. Oh, man. It's so nice to to finally talk with you. Guys, I don't like to talk with people before the podcast. So if you go to her website, you will just like immediately want to like just chat with her. But we've been holding on. So I'm I'm really excited for you to be here today. Before she introduces herself, I'm going to just briefly say that, you know, she is a traveling nurse and she's young too, y'all. She's doing great things at a young age. But she's also the CEO and founder of Divine Drops. And um, Divine Drops is not a smoothie company. Um, I really thought that it was was something that you eat 
That would be totally convenient. But you you need to stay tuned to to hear more about this amazing movement. And not even, we won't even say a company, this movement that she started. So Michaela, um, introduce yourself to my listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Wow, big steps. Someone that's taking big steps and starting a movement. Way to make somebody yes. feel good. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I feel the I've played the age card like, oh, she's young, she's young. But oh, 28 just hit me while we were working in Africa a few months ago. And I'm thinking closer to 30. I can't play the young card anymore. <laughs> So I have got to make all the big steps now. That's how I feel it. So that if I wow. fall flat on my butt, I can say I'm young. <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> I think I keep saying that for a while because that's just how this thing works, right? And I'm really enjoying this journey, even though I'm being tested in so many different ways, really enjoying mm-hmm. it. You gave a good introduction. I am a travel nurse that graduated from Gardner-Webb University at the young age of 19. I got my associates, started working at hospice directly after that, which was an experience that really gave me so much compassion for the human experience, but also a deeper understanding for quality of life over quantity. Yeah, And I think that was when the seed was really planted in my heart about the importance of education and prevention. But then I would go to work into the hospital at Moses Cone Hospital and following many, many other hospital systems after that. I think I counted to like 15 the other day over the last few years of my travel nursing career. And so in that experience, I've seen many different regions of the U.S., but so many commonalities. And it really all came down to just a lack of understanding about this beautiful body that we have been gifted. And we have so many, especially for women, hormone disruptors in our environment these days. And so we really have to know how to put the shield up. And at that time, I wasn't putting the shield up. Y'all, I was taking birth control. Like I started that bad habit in college because it really just seemed like the thing to do. And I started working night shift and y'all can just imagine I'm jumping from state to state. Here comes the stress. Here comes the burnout. Yeah. And uh, stopping the birth control, like around that same time, I just crashed. And I've kind of been on this like up and down roller coaster since then of really working to to find balance. And so now not only was I seeing this like in my world, in my community, in the job, in the hospital, but now it's like creeping in on my own life. And I'm just in my 20s. Yeah. I was eating good. I was exercising. I sleep. Like what's going on? So it just made me realize that a deeper understanding was needed. And one day we were a bunch of us nurses standing around talking about our cycle, just going on. Like once you open that, it's like Pandora's box, right? Because everyone's like, and I got this. And what about this? And I don't know what to do about that. And we had an epiphany. We were like, wait a second. We are nurses. Like we should know this information. No, no crap. <laughs> we don't know crap. We've got to do something for ourselves. And in return, it's going to make a bigger impact on the entire Community. And when I say community, I mean the globe, y'all. The global community. My home. Yes, yes. yes. She is talking global. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, But I think that's why I really connected with you immediately is because I think education is so key. Uh, And in 
I would just speak for myself. I'm also from North Carolina. I'm from High Point as well. And, you know, there's very little bit of information that you were told about your body. And the reason I became an OBGYN is because I kind of snuck and found some some books um, that my mother had that told me about the body. And Mm -hmm. it's absolutely amazing. And so um, your desire to educate women and to improve the quality of their lives is, I think, is just phenomenal. Real quick before we talk about divine drops, um, you mentioned a word burnout, which is we're kind of we're, we're in the burnout series. Um, so we're trying to go from from burnout to flourishing. Real quick, tell our listeners what burnout looks like for you. What were some of your symptoms and what were some of the signs that you knew you were burned out? Mm, well, I am nowhere near perfect. I had such uh, neurological, like nervous system pathways that were created over time and even nervous system damage from what I found out was mold and heavy metal toxicity wow. in all of that traveling. I also picked up all the things that those different crazy environments brought me as well. And so in the midst of that, I had to really get to the root cause So that even looked like burnout, right? was just this like stress of like, what is it? What's going on? You know, you're going to the doctor and you're just not getting the answers. Like that even created a sense of burnout for me. But it looked like wired in the night, tired in the morning, Mm. running sugar, easily excited, easily, you know, amped up for different things. But after a long period of going like that, that's when you eventually experience like the low cortisol, right? The crash with that or the mineral imbalances that come with operating on overload for a period of time. And then eventually the hormone imbalances come. And if you're searching for answers, you know, during all that time and you're just not hitting the nail on the head on what you need to do differently or what your body is missing, that's where things eventually land to. And so that burnout period, it was a long period. It was a very long period for me. So did divine drops come out of burnout? Was that your way of pivoting out of uh, that lifestyle? Tell us the whole story of how you started the company. You know, honestly, it was because in 2019, I was really looking for something more. I had just finished working a contract in Texas and... um yeah, there was so much chronic illness there. And I, I'm a, such a spiritual person as well. I saw on your website, like, that's really what guides us. And so yeah. when I into the hospital, just this unease comes about me a lot of times because I, I don't always like truly have faith in the, the outcomes or the situations or the medicines. And so I was just working one one job right after another and really chasing money. I had gotten like kind of fixated on that mindset because I was making really good money for someone my age as a travel nurse. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So I make a shift. I was starting to see the symptoms on the outside, right? The acne is going on. I'm having hair loss. Like all of these crazy things are happening in my body from this experience that I've been feeling on the inside is now becoming external. And I was like, I need a reset. So I had never went overseas before. And I traveled to Asia and with me in a backpack. And so oh my gosh, on that experience that 
in about eight weeks. I went to seven different countries. I was in Asia. I went to a, a vegan yoga retreat, like meditation, you know, just did all of these different beautiful things. I fell in love in Italy. But the <gasps> most, yeah, that one too. It was Look, like, like from scratch. Have you seen from scratch? The- <laughs> I haven't, but I had my whole eat, pray, love thing. Love, and yes. the, the pray thing really happened in the Philippines. And it was in the Philippines. This was a certain portion of my trip where I was connecting with an organization that I had always worked through and with. It's called Threads of Hope in the Philippines. And I would always buy their bracelets to be able to go on these mission trips or other medical mission trips that I had done. But now I'm in Asia and I'm in their back door. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, is there anything I can do like on site? I really want to have an experience like that on this travel that I'm having. And so they opened their home, opened their doors, welcomed me. And through that, I connected with a lot of the local community things like the orphanage and the school and stuff. And I started to see the numbers of the kids that were missed in school and they had me play as like their school nurse for a couple weeks oh, and so wow. do a deep dive well in all that experience i'm like at the market and my period starts and i'm like where's the stuff where's the product couldn't find anything y'all but thankfully i had already started using a menstrual cup so a menstrual what? cup you said you pop- couldn't find anything you mean like pads tampons Yes, I was on like a 15, 20 minute search. And maybe it was just my lack of it. But in a market that was a big market that you would think would have something like that. So then I go to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. And I'm just like, are y'all going to make me like buy a t-shirt between my legs? Like, what am I, what am I going to have to do? And that was like a light bulb moment, right? What's everybody doing? What's going on over here? And I have this menstrual cup that has got it and taking me through all these countries now and like it's got me covered and I only need one thing and I was like this thing can only be a couple bucks really it cannot be that expensive so these two things kind of collided at the same time realizing how many girls are missing school and how much they lacked confidence when they were talking about these topics and stuff and so that was the that was the first visual experience and that was in 2019 but that truly did come out of burnout and so move on to 2020 and here comes the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> I actually working in Northern California in February when the dang pandemic hits out there and the cruise ships come burr, coming in with <laughs> North Carolina. Like what kind of coincidence is that? So that was a whole experience in itself because I was out there alone. But on the way out there, I'd already started talking to my mom. Hey, you know, I thought of this thing and this experience happened. All these, you know, they're missing like 1,500 school days at the orphanage that I was at. Mm-hmm. And so I started brainstorming on this cross-country journey. And um, fast forward a little bit that summer, I'm working now in Arizona. And that was really in the height of things in the pandemic. And I had gotten really sick, actually. And it was just highlighting the hormone imbalance issues I was having, the inflammation I was having, you know, someone in my twenties, I should 
not have this effect, right? And I could totally see that it was coming from a lot of root cause. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm out here in Arizona. So all that worked out. But the kicker was, was that they canceled my travel nurse contract. I had extended. I had already extended my housing. I mean, we probably have a, a lawsuit case on our hands. But beside that, I was like, is this really what I want to keep being a part of? I don't, I just don't drive with it anymore. And so that's when I started Googling, searching. So it was really July of 2020 that through that burnout, that sickness, that travel, that trip, that it all finally started to come to life and um, really got serious about it in 2021. And by June of 2021, we had our nonprofit registration. So officially, we've just celebrated a little over a year now. Congratulations. Um, Been on three continents and rolling. Ah, man. So, yes, you guys, uh, she's living. She has lived. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. Some people have never gone outside of their city, outside of their state, outside of their country. There's a whole world to see. And um, you, you saw something that we take for granted here in America. I mean, any store, any convenience store, gas station. I mean, heck, you have some bathrooms you could get uh, sanitary products pads, tampons, menstrual cups, whatever you need. By you leaving your comfort zone and, and seeing the world, you you saw a problem and you came up with a solution. So go ahead. I was saying just finding toilet paper. Like I don't know how many times <laughs> pickle. Okay, got some toilet paper. Let's go. Let's roll. That's just the mentality that I am, but it was next level there. But ask the next question again. Sorry. So the next question is, is you traveled and you saw a problem and then that sparked you to develop a solution, which was Divine Drop. So tell us a little bit about how you started the nonprofit and and what you all do. Listen to this, y'all. This is good. How did I start it? By saying, Lord, I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) I don't know. Ask him for me, but just show me the way and I'm willing to do the stuff. So I really started it with a completely naive, not understanding mindset. But I knew that if I would just put one foot in front of the other and be mess up and be willing to figure it out or ask for help or ask questions, then it would work out. And y'all, my faith is still being tested to this day because I've traveled all the way down here to this conference to make connections (laughs) and the connections just got canceled. (laughs) So like just being willing, right, to do that one next step in front of the other. So I'm really lucky burnout never led me to taking my drive away. If it did anything, it gave it more. And I'm probably just running on adrenaline <laughs> over here, y'all. But, but it just, it gave it to me more. And so through all of that, I can see the the purpose that came from it. But that's exactly how it started. I've just, I went to Fiverr. I used resources. I've used a lot of my own money on the things just to get started until things are rolling, but it's truly been a passion project that is constantly evolving because we want to get it right, right? These are really difficult, tricky topics that we've been uh, beating the bat at for a long time. And so we're really working to come up with more creative community prevention-based solutions that have long-lasting effects for years, years to come. Okay, but what are you talking about? That all sounds good. Tell them exactly what Divine Drops is. 
divine drops? That is a beautiful question. No, Divine Drops is a nonprofit organization and we provide educational experiences that are really focused on wellness and reproductive health for teens. And then we pair that with reusable products that will uplift the health, confidence, and overall bodily experience of the people that we come in contact with. Wow. So guys, if you go to her website, actually in their shop, they have menstrual cups that they sell. They have period panties. Were you one of the first people to put that out there? Because that's a thing now. But I don't know when you started it, were you one of the first people to offer that solution? No, I wish I could claim that. I wish I could claim that. What we did was we just really got a group together and tested out a lot of these different reusable products and decided which ones we thought were the most comfortable and provided the largest variety of options. And then we manufactured those so that we could get them at an affordable price and get them in the hands of more people that need them, can't afford them, don't know about them. Right. So, and you are doing a lot of work in Africa. Tell us about the experiences a woman may have around their their period, around their menstrual cycle. In Africa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, the first time I went overseas was Asia. The next time I'm coming again was just this last trip. So I do seem well-traveled, but what I do is I just go and I stay for a long time when I go somewhere. <laughs> block these times of life out, right? So I hadn't been to Africa ever before, and um, I really got to see firsthand the things that they experience, the troubles that they might face, but also how different it is depending on if they're in the village or in the city or on Mm -hmm. the island. But the general consensus was that there was a lot of missed opportunities because of the cycle. And it was on so many levels, right? Period poverty is just one piece of that. And period poverty is a lack of access to menstrual products during your menstruation. But for us, it is a poverty of so many things, right? A poverty of education, of confidence, of understanding. I saw that girls had to stand up to give their answer in school. They would express that if they were on their cycle, they were too embarrassed or worried to stand up to give their answer because what if there was something on their skirt? And they had seen too many times that that caused a big disturbance in the class. We also found out that most girls will only have one pad to use from start to finish in their day. And they do very rigorous schooling there, depending on where you are and, and what you can afford. But they tend to go to school from like an eight to five kind of job. And so wow. they're using this one pad and their parents are questioning, you know, if they really need two for the day. So they get one and and then there's nothing after that. And same situation, no toilet paper anywhere, no backup plan, no B plan type thing. And so Mm. they really do face a lot of different challenges, even when it comes to water and sanitation, you know, things that we're not even thinking about, but still all the same hormone imbalances, high use of inflammatory foods causing cramps and estrogen dominance and in those type situations as well. And even finding out after starting to work with the baby doctors that they're prescribing birth control so much more than I ever expected because it's a very Catholic and Muslim cultural there. I was thinking, okay, maybe there's less, less of the hormonal birth control options. 
and they're not. They're really turning to that now as these hormone issues become more and more as the sugar con- increases, you know, as the stress increases ah. and moves in that direction. They're following a lot of the trends of America. What I will tell y'all, and I've said this before, the amount of money that we spend on health care, we should be some of the healthiest people in the entire world, and we are not. Um, they call our diet the sad diet. Standard, <laughs> the standard American diet is a sad diet. That's what it's called in the lifestyle medicine community. Because what she's saying is, yes, what we eat is important, and there are endocrine disruptors, foods that cause inflammation, sugar, 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 refined is not our friend. It sounds like you're touching a lot of different areas. I cannot believe that that's the experience that some women face. Uh, well, I guess I can believe that. I, I can believe that. But I, I just think it's phenomenal that God led you um, to meet that need. You've alluded to it a bit about your uh, your health issues. And I know that on your website, you talk about you know issues with your period. Can you tell us a little bit about what has gone on with your personal um, gynecologic health, your personal women's health? Sure, sure. So I mentioned earlier, just really naively going on birth control uh, without having a lot of information or knowing what to look for whenever I was in college. And that was with the NuvaRing. And I did that for about two or three years. And I was just really like a different person. I felt like by the time that was over. And so I stopped the NuvaRing when I was travel nursing and It was about eight or nine months after that, that I did not have a period. I had that one post pill bleed and then she vanished (laughs) for like almost a year. And I'm just like beating my head up against the wall, right? This thing that I hated, that I cursed its name. I didn't want it to come. It was such an inconvenience, right? Because that's who I was like hating my period. Like I didn't know about any of this stuff before it happened Mind you, I was homeschooled and uh, that wasn't my mom's favorite topic to talk about. So the information (laughs) just wasn't as there as I would like it to be or even those external resources, right? Because I think putting this on parents is difficult. We should have external resources in place that they can even be involved in. Hey, let's have this conversation and um, allow someone else to really facilitate it. So that's really like where it started was just wanting more, wanting to be celebrated during that first period and and not understanding it, right? So it just became this thing that happened and I had no control over it. I didn't track it. I didn't know what phase I was in. It was kind of just controlling me. So then the birth control comes and it stops. And when that period didn't come for nine months, I just really knew something was wrong naturally, like our gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's led to a long journey of finally getting some answers of being diagnosed with PCOS and insulin sensitivity and even this adrenal insufficiency that came eventually from the burnout, you know, that was brought from that. All of that starts to affect your gut, which then affects your metabolism, which then affects your thyroid. You know, it's it's whole thing. And so 
we talk about all the hormones when we talk about these different classes like melatonin and sleep. You know, you cannot just go at this thing in this one singular approach. It's hormones yeah. is such a holistic thing. That Very holistic. It can uh, be a process, right? It is definitely a process. And and that's why that's what I love about lifestyle medicine because it looks at the whole picture. Uh, and it's accessible to everybody. You know, everybody can go to sleep a little bit earlier. Everybody can choose to walk. You don't have to have a certain amount of money or access to supplements. But, you know, the body was designed. It is a machine and it needs certain things to function properly. And in our society, we're just not set up to do those things routinely. So I love that you're given the education. And, and what I will say is I'm a gynecologist, OBGYN. I have prescribed birth control pills. I was trained at a traditional medical school. Um, as I have pivoted out, I am learning more about holistic options and estrogen dominance. And it is, um, there are things that I'll just say that they did not teach us. But for those who are listening, I do not want you to go off your birth control pill because <laughs> we're talking about it or your duvering. You know, I don't know your particular situation. We've got a problem, y'all. There is too much to do and not enough time. Your personal life takes a back seat to a profession that you have spent decades training for. Your calling seems to be burdensome in a system that does not prioritize your well-being. You do not have to live this way. When you take care of patients, who takes care of you? I'm Dr. V, a burnout consultant. And you need me as your personal coach. I take care of the healthcare provider that takes care of everybody else. Go to officevisitswithdrv.com and click on the coaching tab. Schedule a free discovery interview so I can learn more about the life that you need to be fulfilled. Thank you, Michaela, for sharing your story. But for our listeners, you know, definitely um, seek out the, the help of uh, maybe a holistic practitioner or an integrative medicine physician that may be able to give you some alternatives if your traditional doctor doesn't have that knowledge. And there's nothing wrong with that. If they don't have it, they don't have it. So hopefully we'll get to this point where we'll teach it. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up because that's right. Everyone is listening to you. This feels like such a good conversation with you. Forget about that part. Definitely reach out, especially if you're thinking about making any changes, because if I had reached out to a holistic person or someone more informed about birth control instead of just making these crazy rash decisions. And I think that's been one of the symptoms of hormone imbalance, right? I just go and I'll jump <laughs> big. <laughs> but if I had had the support and gotten the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that birth control can sometimes deplete from us and gotten those levels corrected before just stopping and things, it could have been a better experience. But definitely birth control is works for somebody. We just have to acknowledge that it is stopping our natural cycle, our ovarian and pituitary communication. So no matter how we look at it, it's stopping a process that, that we were designed to make happen so that we don't get pregnant. But when we're using it for symptom management, it's a tricky, tricky slope. Yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely are, are alternatives. I cannot say I'm well-versed in them as of yet, but I'm finding that, that some of the options are definitely valid for sure. So 
real quick, I want to to hear about what's next for Divine Drops. What's next for Michaela Ingram? You've gone from burnout. You've started a nonprofit. You turned 28, like you're <laughs> closer to 30, as you said. <laughs> yeah. How are, how are you seeing your life moving forward? I want to plan, but I'm also just walking so much in faith right now. I see God really blessing divine drops with the the financial stability that we need to be able to really take this thing to the next level and what we want to do. And it truly doesn't cost much, right? Because education is free and replicable and our products are reusable for like a decade. That's my big vision going forward. But until that happens, I will continue to be a travel nurse. And I actually start a contract at Novant um, this coming Monday. So that will look like a time period where I work at the hospital for three months and I just kind of balance between divine drops issues and my career. But we've built up such a strong team We have interns and um, we're currently putting together committees to fill three different pillars of our organization and and just get more women involved, right? Because the beautiful thing is, is we can all have community in this conversation and we can find support in supporting others. And I even find myself a bit selfish sometimes because I get so much from this. And when women share their stories to me, I don't feel alone like I used to in this experience and in all the different things and changes that I was seeing and feeling in my body. And so it's been my own healing journey while working to to yeah. get out myself and make this into something bigger, especially as we find other women. But other yeah. exciting that are happening is the 10 clubs are being launched in Africa. So the solution that we came up with after seeing the the issues and challenges that women and children, communities, everyone was being faced with really because sexual and reproductive health is everybody's business, y'all. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> On a community level. And yeah. we had more men coming up to us than women when they would find out we were talking about these issues. And I think that that's because they're still holding the more dominant positions there. But the fact that they even cared, you know, these were men that were in other organizations say, we need this. We hear this from them, willing to do interviews, willing to answer questions. So that was a beautiful thing. But the clubs are what we're launching and they're called Afia Yangu Club, which means my health. And we've put together this curriculum and game catalog. They have a small business that they can create and that's that reusable menstrual products. They love the reusable pads. So they'll be cranking those out, selling them and educating the community on the information that they're learning. So that children to community Education is the way that we're going to go on an international level. We're still working hard to figure out what the niche is and how to go about the need here for programming in the United States because it is such a sensitive topic. There's so many different levels and so many ways that that we can approach it. So we're working on that. But as far as something that everybody can get involved in, we've got the products on our website. We've got free education and downloads. And that's just only going to continue to increase as we get more educational partners. Our goal is to, 
We already currently have a wellness platform, but we're pulling together many educators that are just willing to share this information and we can all watch it in this beautiful course format so that we can just all have access. Love it. So tell my listeners where they can go if they want to get all of this information or if they want to support you. Give us your website, where you are on social media. DivineDrops.org, www.DivineDrops.org. You can see the products on there. You can donate through the site there, learn more about the organization, how to get involved. Um, There's so many different ways that you can support, even if monetarily is not an option for us. We really just want to get women in this sense of community around this topic. And on social media, it's uh, our Instagram is our most active thing, divine drops underscore. And we've got more stuff on there about our campaigns for Africa, our recent news articles. And now we will link this beautiful podcast with Dr. Yes. B. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm excited about that. Well, man, y'all, I don't know if you've learned anything. I think you have learned a whole lot. I, I doubt that you have, have listened to this episode and you have not picked up anything new. I mean, menstrual cups is a game changer, period, panties, all of these reusable options. If that's something that you know you uh, have never heard of, please, please, please go uh, to her website and get more information about it. So how I would like to end, Michaela, is... You've uh, referenced your spiritual, your background, your faith. Can you leave uh, my listeners with a word of encouragement or hope and maybe how your spirituality has been that for you? Oh, honestly, what can I say? Just that courage piece that you were talking about, right? Faith and courage. This this life is a journey. And and I think I said this at the beginning, one thing leads to the next thing. So no matter where you're at right now, it matters so much and it's the building block to the next thing. So even if it's in your absolute darkest season, look deeper in how that thing can turn into something beautiful. Right. Because my worst nightmare of this period and this mental health struggle that this caused in this dark season of depression I was walking through where I felt like I had no community turned into this way that I can uh, express myself, learn more about myself and share that with other women through a community so that hopefully they don't have to walk through it because that's just what it's all about. And I love that you're helping people step more into their destiny because if it hadn't have been for this thing, I truly don't know what I would have done. And honestly, when I was younger as a little girl, I used to be so worried that I would never find my purpose. I knew that (laughs) that was such a big thing. It was such a deep calling to me, right? What is that purpose? And right now it looks like menstrual cups and educating women and bringing them together. But overall, I think for me, it's about healing. And that's just the nurse spirit in me. That's the spiritual spirit. That's God in me. That healing can come from so many different things. And we have to look at it from a holistic lifestyle viewpoint. So that's mind, body, and spirit. So just ask yourself today, where am I in my mind, body, spirit? What can I do? And and how can I step out with a little bit more faith, right? Because I've done some crazy-ish, Ooh. y'all. It just works. <laughs> It just just works out. And when it doesn't, I learned something, you know, and we just, we keep going. 
Oh, that's a good lesson. When it doesn't, I learned something. So yes, faith, 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 stepping out. And as you all continue to listen to the podcast, you will hear more stories of how uh, people step out in faith. You can be a part of my program, Delivering Destiny, the prescription for your health and happiness, so that um, I can help you um, do exactly what Michaela has done. Michaela did it by herself with um, the help of our good Lord above. Um, But we have a community of women um, that are trying to reach their destiny and figure out what their purpose is. And Michaela, there is no question that you have actually fulfilled a great calling. And so best wishes to you and your organization. I know that you will continue to do great things. And and thank you so much for coming on Office Visits with Dr. V. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Honestly, I've heard about you in High Point for a while. Have you talked to Dr. V? Have you talked to Dr. V? So now I can look so much more professional and prepared. Yes, we are working with Dr. V. (laughs) And yes, we are working together. And guys, I always like to save my conversation. So I'm waiting to connect after this because I was like, I don't want to hear too much before the podcast, but now we're going to be full speed ahead. And uh, look, just to mark this episode as well, she is coming from Florida. Uh, Hurricane Nicole is at her doorstep. Um, (laughs) She was at a conference, they canceled the conference, and uh, she still showed up on our podcast. So again, Michaela, thank you so much. You are so welcome. And thank you guys for listening and just let God continue to guide you to whatever your destiny is because we need help out here, (laughs) y'all. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, And you all might be the answer. We'll see you next time on Office Visits with Dr. V. Thanks for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. I would love to stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V and on LinkedIn at Benita Vernado, MD. Share this information with your friends and colleagues. Like and subscribe, you know the drill. Also, go to officevisitswithdrv.com backslash connect and leave your email to receive updates on everything that Dr. V is doing to introduce you to your new life.